Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Beautiful night. 
is so weak after singing such a powerful ministration talking about the name of the Lord Jesus there is no other name besides the name of the Lord Jesus what a beautiful name it is hallelujah I said hallelujah I believe this ministration has affected your life today because the Bible said that at the mention of the name of the Lord every knee shall bow and if you really accept this ministration, something must change in your life. I say something must change in your life. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift up your hands? Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Cry unto him this morning. If you feel like crying unto him, speak to him. Tell him what you need this morning. Let God speak to you this morning. Avail yourself. Empty your stomach. Empty yourself. Whatever is bothering you, let your mind this morning be in the mind of the Holy Spirit. That his word will have its free course in your life. That your life will never be the same. In the name of Jesus. Oh, pardo. Mini abladuste. Rema sopa libra andereba shekapando. Oh, somebody speak to him in spirit. Speak to him that God will speak to you. Cry unto him and call upon him. Indeed, he will answer you. The Bible said, I call unto me and I will answer you. That is the only telephone number we have in the Bible. Jeremiah 33. The Bible said, I call unto me and I will answer you. This morning, if you are calling unto him, he is here to answer you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Palibra mashoka bandele bozekaba. Labroze masuka bandele bozepato. Rebaze bandele bashikaba. Pray that you will give yourself to the Lord. You will give your heart to his word. That God will speak to you. Dedicate your life this morning. That the word of God that is coming to you this morning will not come void. But will have its free course in your life. Your life will be affected by the word of God. Not by circumstances. Not by what they are saying in this world. But through his word. Your life will be affected in the name of Jesus. Somebody open your mouth. I want you to speak to God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, Rami, Pede Bazumike, Bahanda Rabazubiataba, Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, Holy Spirit. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, Jesus, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Lift up your hands unto Him. Lord, I give you my heart. Do you mean it? Surrender yourself. Give you my I want to soul. see your hands being lifted up unto God this morning. I for you. I live for you. I love every breath that I take. Every moment. Every moment I have Come on now. I gave you my soul. I live for you. 
Father, we ask that you speak to us. Let the word of God affect us this morning. Father God Almighty, I dedicate myself to you this morning. I empty myself. I pray that, Lord, you speak through me. That your word, oh God, will touch your people. Your word, oh God, will transform your people. Your word will go to re re renew their mind, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Let the sick be healed. Let those who are being discouraged be encouraged this morning. Let those those who are being affected by the world, oh God, be transformed into the realm of the Spirit, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, have your own way. Jesus. Oh yes, Lord. Desire and I long to worship you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. I bring you greetings from the Lord God Almighty. Amen. I say from the Lord God Almighty. Amen. You know, Jesus loves you. You may not know. Maybe the person sitting next to you or maybe your parents or your friends does not love you, but I want you to know Jesus loves you. He loves you more than even you yourself love yourself. Hallelujah. And this morning, he's going to speak to you. Hallelujah. I said he's going to speak to you. In the book of John, he says that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. This morning, God will speak 
spirit into you and he will speak life into your own life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Those who are sitting at the back, I can't see you. Can you please move forward, please, if you don't mind. I want to see you. I want to see your face. I don't know if because of the light, when somebody is sitting over there, you cannot see that person. Wonderful. Fantastic. I also bring you greetings from Reverend Kwame Owusu Deko. Hallelujah. He is not here and with his instruction that I've been asked to stand before these precious ones that to speak to you through the word of God. And he said he really mixed you. He said he loved you even though he's absent from the church but he's with you in spirit because he's always thinking of you. Hallelujah. And I believe um, God willing next Sunday he will be ministering to you. So please prepare and come. You know, tell everybody who didn't come to church this morning that Reverend Kwame will be here next week. So please, they should come. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Um, I want us to read our memory verse. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. The Bible says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist who is speaking here. I indeed baptize you with water unto what? Repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with what? Fire. Can we please recite this together? Not just reciting it, but allowing it to meditate in our heart. Hallelujah. Let's start. You see, I heard only five people. Listen, you young people, your mouth, when you want to talk, the way your mouth can say things, but why? Everybody, you can't speak this morning? Or it's too early for you? Too early. <laughs> I don't think it's too early. Can we say it again, please? I want to hear everybody's voice. Let's say it together one more time. Matthew 3, 11. Holy Ghost. Clap for yourself. Now I'm going to take it off and you will say it. <laughs> this is your homework. Put your hands together one more time for the Lord. Well, this morning, I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ, who is the good shepherd in our lives. Hallelujah. How many of you are experiencing the prophecy that has been given to us from the beginning of the year? How many of you? And if you are, what is the prophecy for the year 2020? The year of what? The year of... And are you experiencing that prophecy in your life or not yet? How many of you are experiencing the year of shepherding in your life? If I want to see by hands. One person. 
So, you don't believe in the prophecy? Are you working on it? Okay. I, I, I don't know. I only saw two hands and my, I'm bleeding in my heart because I don't know if we are taking the word when the word of God is preached from the pulpit. If we take the word and we decide to work on the word so that God will help us. Church, for us to receive our blessings, we cannot just become hearers at all. It will not work. I don't know how to explain it to you to understand that God is going to drop from heaven because you have heard his word and you are sitting on it. You must literally apply the word. You must walk in the word. All of you, your mind is your work that you do and money. Look, you can drop one day and that will be the end. That money is become useless. If you meet Kobe Bryant, ask him that if he knew that taking that plane with his daughter, this is what's going to happen. He didn't know that. So the ultimate is for you to believe in the word of God and apply it in your life. That God will change you. In fact, you will be delivered from premature death because you believe in the word. Because you take his word to be part of your life. Matthew, do you understand what I'm saying? It's not just work. It's good to work because the Bible said that lazy man will not eat. But don't forget the one who has given you the work. Whose name is Jesus Christ. The Savior. Christ. The anointed one. Children, all of you. You must wake up in the morning and say, I'm doing my quiet. All of you, you don't work. All that you need to do is study and serve God. That is all your life is about. Nothing else because your mom is providing you bread on the table. How many of you buy your own food and pay your own rent and buy your own clothes? None of you. So these things are not, you are not a child. <laughs> so none of you have issues. Your issue is how you can become closer to God. That is something that you have to worry about. The rest shall be taken care of itself. God has given you a caretaker who are your parents. By the grace of God, you are not orphanage. So, let's come to the adults. That God has been so gracious to you, has given you a job. But you put your job before him. Because you believe that the job that you're doing is what is providing for you. Church, it's not your job. The Bible says that what do we have? That it has not been given unto you. And if it has been given to you, Tiana, of course I know your name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please, I want you to prepare your heart. And from today, Let's purpose in our heart that every word of God that we hear, we will apply, apply it to our lives. And we will indeed become the doers of the word. Hallelujah. In fact, if we do, if 88% of this church begin to apply the word of God, we will see God coming down to this church, practically. Because the more we are and we believe in God, the more miracles happen in our midst. So if we all agree... And we said that we are going to take the word of God into our hearts and be honest to God, but not allowing liars and other things affect us. Then we will see God coming down to this church. Heavens will be open to us. And we will see his presence. Listen, the same God who parted the Red Sea into two, he's the same God today. The same God today. 
and indeed he's ready he's ready to part the Henry Hudson into two for us to walk through the dry land to New Jersey and if he wants to do that he can surely do that hallelujah amen so this year our prophet our bishop he declared over us that this year is the year of shepherding amen so every one of us must become a shepherd every one of you and every one of you here is a shepherd indeed by the grace of god hallelujah and I want to introduce to you a new book. Last week, I mean, for the whole last month, I believe we used a book called Many Are Called, But Few Are Chosen. And last week, Lady Pastor Pamela taught us the things that causes us to fear, where we don't really do the work of God. It pushes us away because of fear. That is what he taught us throughout um, last Sunday. And I believe some of us, we have overcome it, our fear. Hallelujah. How many of you have overcome it, your fear? The fear of, if I work for God, I will be, I will, I will be broke. <laughs> the fear of that, if I work for God, those who serve God, they are all poor. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. People say that pastors are poor like a church mouse. <laughs> Or they are thieves. I, I, don't, I don't think we steal from you. In fact, we pay for you. Amen. No, seriously. We provide for you. How many of you have paid us to visit you before? How many of you have put gas into our car and said, Pastor, come in. It's, it's our own cost. And including the toes. These pastors in this church are dedicated to you. By the way, uh, myself and Lady Pastor Anita, we are so grateful to you for your cards, your gifts, and your prayers. Uh, it, it's such an awesome thing that you guys are doing. Uh, uh, we are so privileged to be part of this family. So I just, once again, we want to say thank you very much for all your givings, your cards, and your prayers. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So every one of you must also take somebody as a sheep and care for. And because of that, I want to introduce a book to you called The Art of Shepherding. How many of you have this book? Four, five. So this is another feeding, which is feeding 527. Not, it's like Unlike the other feeding, uh, the fasting feeding and the other books that we use. So these are the feeding that we are going to use for the whole month. The books are, you are not being asked to get the book and sit and work with us because that is not the instruction that has been given. But it is instruction that has been given to the pastors to preach certain messages to you. That your life will be what? Affected. That is why last week we used the many are called. This month, last month, sorry. This month, we are going to use the art of shepherding. And by the time we finish this book, I believe you have no choice but to become a shepherd. I said you become what? And what is a shepherd? What is a shepherd? In this world that we live, when in the English definition of a shepherd is someone who cares for what? A sheep. The man, he wakes up in the morning. In my country, we call them the Fulanis. From the northern part, they have this stick. Early morning, they follow a whole lot of cows and sheep. And they lead them to the greener pasture where the leaves and grass are. So they can be what? Hallelujah. Now, in the realm of the spirit, Jesus said in the book of John that I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd do what? He laid down his life. Does he mean that he's going to lay on the flat and you take your foot and you walk on him? What does it mean to lay down your life? You give. You minister to. You care for. 
In fact, you have compassion for them. You approach people and you question them. How is their day going? You come to church. After you have heard the word of God, you go to somebody. Then you, tell, you ask the person, what do you think about the word that has been spoken today? The sheep. The shepherd knows the sheep. And he lays down his life. You have to become a shepherd and make your wife a sheep so that you will be able to lay down your life for her. When you do that, she will not become a prey, meaning that she will not become a meat for a wolf to catch her. Are you hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? Today, God is going to help you to become a shepherd to a sheep in this church. I said, you will choose a sheep in this church and you will care for that sheep. Hallelujah. You will wake up at four o'clock. The sheep lay down his life. The shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. So four o'clock in the morning, as the sheep is sleeping, you as a shepherd, you wake up at dawn four o'clock and you are praying for the sheep. The sheep, the shepherd lays down his life. You find out that the shepherd is being arrested and he's incarcerated. Then you decided that I will go to the prison and visit. Don't look at what he's done wrong. Reason why you are not in prison because you, have not, you are not arrested. If they find out what you've done, if the governor, the law, finds out what you've done wrong, you will also be there. See, most of us, we think everything is perfect in our life. If we have to deep dive into legalities, <laughs> especially some of us, the immigrants, <laughs> the things that we've done, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> but by his grace, I say by his grace, because the grace of God has found us, we are sitting here hearing the word of God. If you are someone who visits prisons, you realize that not everyone there is at fault. Recently, I heard a news from Ghana. About 22 people are in jail to be sentenced to death because somebody who, Jesus, who has accused them, falsely accused them, mentioned their name because their names were mentioned. The law did not do any investigation to find out that indeed whether they are part or not. All of them have been arrested and they are sentenced to death. Now this person who called their name is also in prison with them. Then the, 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 the interviewer asked, how do you feel seeing this person who has mentioned your name that you have done nothing wrong? The person said, what can I do? I can't fight him. I need to fight the law to prove that I am not part of it. Because he, if he kills the person, he's also going to be killed anyway. But he cannot take somebody's blood into his hand. All that he's doing to seeking the face of God to save their life. And indeed, the guy has confessed that he was forced to mention names. So whoever's name that comes in his mouth, he just call it out. Look, please, let's serve God. When the enemy is against you, he will cause another enemy to mention your name for something that you have not done. Then they will say that, oh, you were there at the wrong time. You can be there at the wrong time. But when the Lord God Almighty is in you, you alone, you will be delivered. You will escape. In Jesus' name. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life 
for the sheep. Choose to become a shepherd and you will see the protection over your life. Choose to become a shepherd. You will see the blessings of God over your life. Choose to become a shepherd and you will see the goodness of God over your children, over your family. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in this book, chapter 14, we are talking about what it means for the sheep to have no shepherd. What does it mean <laughs> for the sheep to have no shepherd? Hallelujah. A sheep who do not have shepherd is aimless, number one. Aimless. People are aimless and without direction. When there is no shepherd to lead them out and bring them in. People are literally aimless. People, children who does not have parents to guide them become aimless. Hallelujah. First Chronicles chapter 18 verse 16. The word aimless means without purpose or direction. Without purpose or direction. First Chronicles 18.15 says, And Joab, go to verse 16, please. 16, one, six. And Zadok, the son of Ahitob, and Abimelech, the son of Abatai, were the priest, and Shabshah was scribe. Verse 17. And Benaiah, the son of Jehada, was over the Charatites and the, and the Pelatites, and the sons of David were chief about the king. 18. Now it came to pass after this that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, died, and his sons reigned in his stead. 19 verse 1. Now it came to pass after this that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, died, and his son reigned in his stead. Verse 2. And David said, I will show kindness unto Han, the son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. And David sent messengers to comfort him concerning his father. So the servants of David came into the land of the children of Ammon to Hanan to comfort him. If you continue to read this scripture, the king who was ruling before David didn't guide his children. So they were all gone astray. Now, by the grace of God, when David became... When David had the privilege to have power, he said, a king has helped me. Somebody has helped my life. Somebody guided me. Somebody taught me. Somebody spoke to me. And because of that, I will also take it upon myself and help his children. So it is in our church. If a minister has ministered to you by the grace of God, you have become a pastor or you have become a shepherd. You also need to take upon yourself and choose one of us and lead that person to salvation. Pray for that person. Guide that person because somebody ministered to you for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. If we don't do that, many of us will be sitting here called themselves, so-called themselves born again, but they are aimless. No purpose, no direction. Many of us have been in this church for years. How did I become a pastor? Because Apostle Jewett taught us how to become a shepherd. He literally sat down with us, spent quality time, meetings upon meetings, camps upon camps. And by attending those, I learned a lot to become a shepherd. If you are clapping, you should clap well. When Apostle Jewel was here, if he did not teach us to become shepherds, today we will not have all these many churches in North America. We will not. And sometimes I wonder if that was not done by him, where will all of us will be? What we will be doing at this time of our lives? So church, if by the grace of God, 
your life has been saved. Decide to save somebody's life. Decide to guide somebody to become a true Christian. You are not doing it because you don't see yourself as a believer. You don't even believe that indeed you are a born-again Christian. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 27 verse 15. Numbers 27 verse 15. And Moses spake unto the Lord, saying, this is Moses who is talking to God. And Moses spake unto the Lord, saying, let the Lord, the God of the spirit of all flesh, set a man over the congregation. Set a man over the congregation, means the church. First, which may go out before them, and which may go in before them. That means somebody who is going to help you or direct you to know how, when you go outside, what to do. You see, this coronavirus that is going on. By the way, if you are sitting in this auditorium today, your body is resistant to any virus. I said, if you are sitting in this auditorium, you alone, you will not be affected by any virus in the name of Jesus. Please do not be intimidated by the news, by what is going on in this world. Again, I'm not also saying that do not apply wisdom. The Bible says that in all thy getting, get wisdom and what? Understanding. It's a scripture. And we believe in the Bible. We believe what the Bible says. Because we are praying that God is our protector, our preserver, our redeemer. Does not mean you see somebody sneezing, then you go to the person's face, you say, hey, me, uh, my body is preserved, so I will not get it. Please, please. Wisdom must be applied here. So we encourage everybody to have sanitizers along with them. Have sanitizers around that anytime you touch something, because you have prayed and you don't want any contamination, sanctify your sanitizer and apply it to yourself because you apply wisdom. <laughs> is somebody hearing me? I say, is somebody hearing me? The Holy Spirit will do his work. But don't go and stand in the middle of the street and say, Holy Spirit is within me so a car cannot hit me. You will be knocked down by the car. And by the time you realize that you are done for, you are gone. Glory be to God. <laughs> so, we are guiding you. Somebody whose name is Moses asks for a man to lead the church to do what? To lead them out, which may bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord be not as sheep which have no what? Shepherd. Which have no shepherd. So that is the importance of a shepherd in our life. If you are here, if you are a parent, you need to be a shepherd to your children. You need to teach them what is the word of God. You need to encourage them to wake up at dawn. Don't think that they are tired. These children, they never get tired. If you leave them, they will stay on their phone throughout the whole night. And they will still have more energy than you. But you are sitting there and your mind, oh, they, they sleep late. They are tired. Let them sleep a little bit. Really? You do that. See what Satan will do to your children. Wake them up. Let them do their quiet time. Don't lead your children to become aimless. If your children become aimless, you as a parent, you are aimless. You are aimless because you don't even do your quiet time. So there is no need for you also to teach your children to do their quiet time. You still yourself, you say you are tired. Please. Moses set up a man. He asked God to set a man before them who will lead them out and bring them in. Who will guide them to understand the word of God. Who will guide them to know how to pray. 
who will guide them and teach them that have sanitizers around you. When you go to school, every surface, wherever you touch, have sanitizer and sanitize yourself. Before you eat, don't put your hands in your face and your noses. Teach them. Don't bite your nails. Don't catch the virus by not applying wisdom. You can't prevent it. Indeed, you can. Look, in 1720, there was a plague. People lived. Not everybody was dead. You will be one of those who will live. In 1820, there was another plague that happens, which they call it what? What's the name of the 1821? The, the Corolla. The Corolla came up. Breakout. The Corolla came out in 1820. Many people lived. So every hundred years, something has happened. In, in 1920, there was um, Spanish flu. That was also breakout. People's lives were, were affected. Many people died, but others lived. Now in 2020, they call something coronavirus. You will live. You will not be affected. Your body will not be affected. You will be among those who will live to give a testimony that in 2020 there was coronavirus, but I lived because Christ liveth in me. You will know this when you become a shepherd. When you become a shepherd that Christ liveth in you, then you will understand that I must take communion. Then you will teach someone also to take communion. We are not moved by the news. We are moved by the Holy Spirit. I say by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of the Lord, it dwelleth richly in you. And that Spirit is what will guide you. That Spirit is what will protect you. That Spirit is what will preserve you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. I have six points, but I will give you the two. Second service, I will continue the rest. My God. Number one is aimless. Number two, division. What it means for the sheep to have no shepherd, it means division. We will have division among us. Why is it that? People are divided and without a family when there is no shepherd. People are divided and without a family when there is no shepherd. First Kings chapter 22 verse 17. The word division... I looked into dictionary, it means the action of dividing. The action of dividing. Numbers 27, 17 says, verse 15, 27, 15, please. Oh, actually, sorry. First Kings, I'm sorry. First Kings, chapter 22, verse 17. I read, and he said, I saw Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, go back. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return every man to his what? House in what? In peace. David said, and he said, I saw Israel scattered upon the hills. As sheep that have not a shepherd. A family without a shepherd or a leader, a father. A family without a father, a church or a congregation without a shepherd. Bible is telling us that they are divided. They have scattered around. And if you read Matthew chapter 9, the Bible says that Jesus, when he saw the sheep being scattered, he had what? Compassion because they are scattered without what? A shepherd. You cannot have a family together. There, sh- there will not be Manhattan Kodesh family if Bishop Doug 
has not laid his life down for us to preach the gospel unto all these great ministers for them to be sent out leaving their professionals to go to remote areas and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That shepherd must sacrifice his life to bring all of us together. Today, we are Manhattan Kodesh family because somebody ministered to us. Somebody decided to bring us together. Somebody decided to teach us who God is in our life. Somebody prayed for us. And because of that, there is no division. In First Timothy, the Bible says that a house that is broken is worse than an what? An infidel is because the father who is supposed to lead the family to be together has scattered them. He's not teaching them the word of God. Neither is he counsel. By the way, let me tell you something, church. As a pastor, there are times you have to be very hard. There are times you have to be soft. Being hard does not mean that you are a bad person. You must be decisive. There are times you see somebody doing something wrong. Be able to rebuke them. Be able to tell them the truth. Don't compromise. Please. That is the gospel truth. Many of us are compromising the word of God. And people are literally in the church are backsliding. They come to church, all right, but they are backsliding because the truths are not being shared. So, you think you are being preserved because you've taken communion and you are walking unrighteously on this earth, insulting others, not talking to somebody in the church. I mean, you've taken outside things into the church. You don't talk to people outside. Then you come to church, you choose not to talk to people. For what reason? For what reason? A house without a shepherd is divided. It is the will of God for us to be united. But it is the will of Satan for us to be divided. Which way do we want to take this? Please, let us take the word of God. Like I said, let's apply the word of God. We will see the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We will see God changing us, transforming our hearts, renewing our mind. We will see the great commission being accomplished. We will see many people sitting in this auditorium receiving the word of God. Why? Because our life will become like Christ and our life will attract them. By the grace of God, that life will bring them to the church. But you see, your life is not being affected anybody. In fact, people run away from you when they see you. Because of your, your too mean. Too mean. Please. I can't share all the six points, but these two that I've shared with you, if you are not going to be in a second service and you are leaving, take these two and apply it to your heart. That a house without a shepherd can be divided. A family that cannot have a shepherd to lead them can become aimless. But you will not be the house that will be aimless. I said you will not be divided. In fact, your, your family is becoming more united than ever before. You have become more wiser. God is going to direct you. You will have purpose in your life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Please stand onto your feet. We are going to take communion. And I want you to pray and believe in God. But I want also you to know. Let's read a scripture in, I believe in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 30. As we are taking this communion, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 30. If you are here and you are going to take this communion, listen, please, it's very important. This communion is going to do wonders in your life today. It's going to do mighty works in your life. It's going to change you. 
the, this communion is going to preserve you but the same communion that can be good in your life can also become domination to your life something that can be a blessing can become a curse so i really want you to take this scripture before you take the communion that you will pray the bible says that 11 first corinthians eleven thirty, it says for this cause many are what are you reading with me please everybody look at this place first corinthians eleven thirty. for this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep verse 31 for if we if we will judge ourselves we should not be what we should not be what this is the time when paul was breaking the communion with them and as he was sharing the communion he wants them to take the communion and be a, the communion to be a blessing to them now he noticed that many of them are not living a righteous life so if you are here and you believe none of us is perfect none of us is perfect but at this time of our life we try to live a life that pleases God that is the, 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 the aim you try your best to resist the devil in fact you some of us we know that certain things that we are doing in fact it is wrong you, you yourself know but you go ahead and do it that is something that really can bring curse to you when you come and you take communion the other thing that we do we don't know that grace will abound hallelujah so this morning before you come to the table I want you to pray and ask I'm not forcing you to take it if you think you are not pleasing to God I don't know where you came from last night I don't know what you've done I don't know what you have been doing course of the week but all that I, I can tell you is that Bible says that if we confess our sins in John in first John 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to do what to forgive us so before you come to the table I want you to pray and ask for forgiveness now praying for this forgiveness you are aiming that when you live here you will cautiously do the right thing that pleases God as a believer hallelujah you will purpose on your heart you will not become aimless neither would you become someone whose house is divided but you will take the word of God with you and walk in the word and the Holy Spirit himself will help you hallelujah lift up your hands and ask God for forgiveness say Lord please forgive me cleanse me from all unrighteousness have your own way in me Holy Spirit oh God in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus please Lord forgive us purify our hearts let the blood cleanses us this morning that our life my God will not be affected Holy Spirit by these circumstances in this world but yea Lord will become resistance to every virus to every commodities in this world every enmity oh lord in the name of jesus holy spirit nobody in this auditorium my god will be affected by this virus in the name of jesus spirit of the lord we thank you we bless your holy name we thank you spirit of the lord in jesus name that we pray amen shall we please take the communion quickly our time We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.